Welcome back to another episode of Inside Rock with Oat, Queeks, and Cha, the Jabber Guys. Well, since we're Canadian, we are going to do an episode called The True North Rocks. About Canadian bands, I bet. What was your first clue? I know. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, we do have to mention something about having a special guest with us again tonight. Oh, I wonder, Cha? What? The stripper's not here. Oh, I wasn't even going to ask her. Yeah, I know, you're giving her. up on that, no, aren't you? No, no, yeah. She's, yeah, well, we'll get her eventually, Cha. Yeah. No, we have uh, back with us, The Giz. Welcome back, Giz. Hey, how's it going, guys? Awesome. Great to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, something tells me you're going to have a little bit to add on this topic of Well, uh, we always look forward Canadian to a bands. few of the little Giz stories interjected in from his personal experience, from his long and uh, colorful <laughs> background. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I got a few still left, I think, to tell. Okay, so now we have to mention these are in no particular order. No, I mean, coming up with a, a list of our favorites in order would be a nightmare because we, we, there's no way we'd be able to make up our minds, right? No, no. This is just in <laughs> random order, bands that we have time to talk about. And if we run out of time, we'll maybe do another episode, but we'll see how far we get. Something tells me there may be another episode unless this podcast ends up being like two hours. So, Well, we've already, you know, had our warm-up session and uh, we've had a few cookies, so we're, we're good to go. Cookies are good. Yep. That's right. Okay, so uh, what's uh, what's first band up? What's the one that comes to mind? You don't want to go big right off the bat, right? You wanna you wanna just kind of ease into it. Well, now see now now you've set it set it up. So now whatever we say, if it's someone's favorite out there, you're saying you're not gonna go big. Oh, they went big. Yeah, it's true. The guess who? I'm going big. All right, I'm going big. Going yeah. big with the guess who? Oh come on! And you know what's funny about the guess who? I mean, everybody thinks about American Woman. They do. But as we talked about on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. it, that song really didn't take off for them in the United States until way, way after. Oh, yeah, I know, for sure. I mean, they, they, had, they had hits in, in the 60s, right? In the, in the mid-60s, even. Yeah. Uh, they, had a, they had a hit with Shaken All Over. Remember that song? Yeah. Yeah, great, great cover. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, and Randy Bachman, Randy Bachman didn't even, wasn't even the ori- in the original lineup. Right, and I'm a big Randy Bachman fan. Obviously. Well, that's another band. We're yeah, we'll talk bring them about. up later. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's going even bigger in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but, yeah, they're one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, they had uh, yeah the original lineup. They had was uh, Kurt Winter, Gary Peterson, Greg Leskew, Burton Cummings, and Jim Cale. That was the original lineup, I believe. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when I was in school, a jukebox. You always played the Guess Who, No Time. Yeah. And, or no, no sugar tonight. Oh, uh, you know, great. American Woman was on there, but yeah. yeah, all those songs were classic. Yeah, I've got that vinyl album. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it when it came out. It's awesome. Show you know, I age. think it's interesting too because there's so many bands that we can talk about tonight too that end up having some crossover success in the U.S. Yeah, and oh, guess yeah. who is one of them? Oh, yeah, it sure. Took, took them a while, but they got it took there. Took them a while. Yeah. yeah, but they definitely did it. I think their most popular period was from 68 to 75. That was their most popular. Well, you top. know how they became popular in the United States? How did they become popular? Their name wasn't the Guess Who when it started off. Their promoter, manager, yeah. sent their, uh, their uh, song to a bunch of DJs, didn't tell them who they were. They put on the front, Guess Who? Oh, yeah, that's right. I've heard that story. Oh, wow. And they started playing it. Didn't know they were Canadian. Didn't know. I have to remember what their name was before that. But they became very popular, and then they just became the Guess Who. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. So they were originally known as Chad Allen and the Reflections. Yeah, and then later on, 1965, they became Chad Allen and the Expressions. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it, but... And then they sent the Guess Who thing in, and that was all history. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. So, yeah, let's talk about maybe some of their, their more recognizable hits. We've mentioned, we've mentioned a few already. What are some of the other ones? Well, Clap for the Wolfman comes oh, up. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one. Wolfman Jack. You know what his real name is? Sid. Robert Smith. Roberts? No way. I'm not kidding. It's Robert, <laughs> Robert Smith. Robert Smith. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like John Doe. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he was he was he on a couple of their songs. Clap for the Wolf Man. Was he on another one? Not of the not of the guest. So no, he made an appearance on one of the other Canadian bands we're going to talk about. That'll come up later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, so there. Guess who's top top hits? Well, they had three number one hits in Canada, and they were No Time. That was from 1969. And then off of the American Woman album, it was American Woman, the title track, and No Sugar Tonight also went number one in Canada. Along with American Woman. Uh, yeah. American, an American Woman also went number one yeah. on uh, the Billboard Hot 100 as well. Yeah, and those are three songs that I always played on the high school oh, cafeteria. Yeah. They were on all the time. For sure, for sure. Another one in 69 was uh, These Eyes. Oh, oh great, great song. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then in 72... Running back to Saskatoon. Oh, oh great tune! Oh, yeah. uh, do you remember the DJ? Uh, sorry, the 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 rock critic uh, Lester Bangs. I remember him. And Lester actually used to work for Rolling Stone magazine and got fired by Jan Wenner because uh, he kept pissing him off, uh, giving bad reviews to his favorite bands. <laughs> so he went on to write for Cream after that. Oh, and wow. uh, but yeah, Lester said that uh, the guess who is God. That was uh, that was his. Well, after they released that song, can you find a more well, Canadian song than "Running Back to Saskatoon"? Yeah, it's awesome. Unless well, you can find could a be. could be. Well, unless you can find a song about Moose Jaw, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Stumpin' Tom Connors, he's pretty Canadian. Well, that's true. A good old hockey game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, Moose Jaw must be mentioned in some in some song. Oh yeah, it's got to be, got to be in there. <laughs> so, what are the songs? Any other ones? Oh man. Um, uh, there's tons. There's tons. There's hand me down world. Oh, hand me down oh, world. There's really another good, one. Really good. They had one later in the '70s, Star Baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, you're right. After this podcast, I'm gonna go put them on. Oh, it's great stuff. You better yeah. grab some extra pot cookies to take with you. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the uh, next band. Yeah, for sure. What do you got there, Queeks? I don't know. Let's talk about. Uh, well, you know what? We got to jump into BTO. I hate to do that right away, but no. we're talking about Guess Who, and we all know Randy Bachman was one, the lead guitarist for. Well, we have to take care of business. Guess Who? <laughs> taking care of business and Gizness at the same time. And again, taking care of Gizness. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So Bachman Turner Overdrive, that was probably one of my favorite bands from the 70s. I, I think I wore out Not Fragile, the album from 74. Well, and as you mentioned before, Randy Bachman came over to BTO from. Yeah, from the Guess Who. The Guess Who, yeah. That's right. So it was Randy Bachman and C.F. Turner, uh, Blair Thornton, Robbie Bachman on the drums. I mean, great band, just a great sound. Okay, what's your favorite uh, BTO song? Well, I know what yours is. There's yeah. no question. Um, Rock is My Life and This is My Song off of Fernat Fragile is one of my favorites. It, wow. It's really good. And off that same album, your favorite song is? Rolling Down the Highway. Yeah, Rolling mm. Down the Highway. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, that's, that's a great tune. I like Let It Ride. Let oh, it ride. Let It Ride is yeah, a good one. Yeah, Let It Ride. That's off of uh, BTO2. Yeah, yes. Let It Ride. That's yeah. a good one, actually. I remember that album, though, Not Fragile. I always remember that album in your collection. It, it had yeah. um, a texture to it. It, it did. Was it was a crate. Gears in it was a crate on there. Yeah, yeah. Not Fragile. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's amazing. Uh, and you remember he has a, uh, Randy, of course, has his Vinyl Tap radio show, too. You must uh, listen to that every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, for sure. There's a little plug for them. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I, Sandy, I, I, Sandy, I saw Randy Bachman at the casino. That's another one of the guys I saw. As a solo artist, he went on and performed. He played all of his BTO stuff, and it was, he was great, great. He still has it, man, I'm telling you. Randy Bachman, he's a really accomplished guitarist. The, uh, the original lineup for BTO was kind of cool because they had uh, Robbie Bachman, Tim Bachman, uh, Randy Bachman, and C.F. Turner, hence the Bachman-Turner overdrive. Then Tim Bachman, he, was, he did the first two albums with them, BTO 1 and 2. Um, and they had big hits on off of 2 with Taking Care of Business and uh, Let It Ride. But then uh, Blair Thornton came in to replace Tim Bachman, and that's when they did Not Fragile, and uh, they really took off from there. And it's funny, too, because Randy Bachman left the Guess Who at the peak of their success, which was weird. And, and he was, he, he was uh, labeled uh, as a lunatic and a loser for quitting the Guess Who at the peak of their success. And a lot of people, he was afraid nobody wanted to work with him because he left that band. Because the Guess Who, who were huge at the time. 
And uh, but Chad, the guy that remember the the original uh, yeah, band yeah, name, yeah. Uh, Chad Allen, he actually worked with Randy and form, formed a band called Brave Belt. And uh, so it was the success of Brave Belt it got Randy Bachman out there that got him into BTO. So yeah, really, yeah. So uh, Chad actually came to the rescue. He was willing to work with him because he. Knew of them, they knew of each other. They crossed paths right, with the original American. It doesn't make sense. Why would you know? Guess who? What work with a guy who was with a top band? I don't know. I don't know. They, I think they were just very. Uh, they thought, why would you quit a band that's so successful? That's like when the Beatles broke up. It's like boo, bad on John Lennon. Well, <laughs> right? yeah, he was blaming Yoko Ono, and everybody was. You become, you become, you know, disliked. Right, yeah, really? There's yeah, hundreds yeah, of point. stories, probably like that. Of yeah, them. you're thinking, why would the hell would they do that? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, well, like what even you said. I mean, you're going through all these uh, stories and histories. Like, man, these guys go through hell. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you always want to be a rock star when you're younger. Now you look at some of these stories and think, God, I didn't do that. <laughs> you know what? Just lots of alcohol like Keith Richard does and the Stones. That's see, why they stay together. See, They're all, Keith's got it down. He <laughs> knows what he's doing. He doesn't give a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's what happens when you have really talented people in one band, right? Yeah, and there is a power struggle. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about another one. How about? Uh, well, I'm going to jump right into. I'm going to the other end of the scale. Where are you going? Bare naked ladies. BNL. BNL. Uh huh. I mean, they're from Scarborough. That's yes. where they started. Yes. Which is uh, just north of Toronto, and their most famous song ever. Come on. I know, but why bring that one up? That one's so overplayed. Well, I know. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Not like one week. Dijon ketchup. <laughs> Still not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, another song that comes to mind uh, uh, was Lovers in a Dangerous Time by Bruce Coburn that they covered. And uh, that was a really uh, great song for them early in their careers. They went through a lot of troubles, too. I mean, uh, wow. one of the co-founders, Stephen Page. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, they said, uh, bye-bye. Uh, we can't do this anymore with you. And yeah. he, had, he had to leave. He leave the band. Why, was he a goof? What happened? Kind of a, drugs were involved. We had, There's uh, a yeah. story about him in New York City. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. That's the, too bad. The rest of the specifics are pretty hazy, I think, from yeah, what I understand. That's too bad. That's when yeah. they made their best music, I think. But Yeah. Well, no. And their best theme song ever. Well, Big Bang Theory. There you right? go. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Are they still getting paid for that thing? <laughs> Every, Every time, time it plays, plays baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. We kind of just uh, skipped over a name there that was mentioned, uh, Bruce Coburn. I mean, there's another Canadian artist uh, that, that uh, I mean, he's had over, th- what, 34 albums? Yeah, he's from Ottawa. He's from Ottawa, that's right. And uh, what are some of the songs? Wondering Where the Lions Are is the one I remember Yeah, most. that's a good one. Good yeah. one. If I Had a Rocket Launcher. Oh, there, there it is. You go. Yeah. So here's one for you. Ian Thomas. Do you remember Ian Thomas? I do. His, his uh, only top 40 hit was, uh, was uh, Painted Ladies. Remember Painted Ladies? I do. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was, a that was his only top 40? Only top 40, yeah. You know what's interesting about Ian Thomas? Here's something you didn't know. He did the theme song for the movie Strange Brew. Do you know why? Because he's Canadian. No, because his older brother is Dave Thomas. No way. Absolutely. Yeah, I knew you didn't know that. Yeah, his older brother, Bob and Doug McKenzie, right? Well, Dave Thomas. Oh, I had from no Ed, idea. From SCTV. From SCTV. Yeah. 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 And, and this, that's why you got the gig doing One, the one of the two song. hosers. One of the, <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. You know, that's his brother. That's his brother. Yeah. So and it's who you know. I know, right? But he uh, he won the Juno Award. That's, a, that's the Canadian... Canadian Rock Award, basically, yeah. right? The Rock Awards, uh, Music Awards, I should say. It's the Canadian Grammys. Yeah, pretty much. He won in 74, the most promising male vocalist of the year in 74. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you bring up, you bring up a, a name like that, then I have to throw in Brian Adams. Okay. Well, I know. You give, well, give me that look. Why? No, I'm not a big fan. I don't know why. Look at the number of songs he's got. Summer of 69. <laughs> okay, Mary, Cha, okay, Cha. I, I rest my case. What do you mean you rest your case? Well, the way Cha just sang it. Oh, well, that's true. What? <laughs> <Cha. laughs> Cha's, welcome back, Cha. How you doing? Okay. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Brian Adams. I mean, I'm not even going to go through all the songs. You just got like, a, you know, 
he went through a really funky period there in the was it the nineties? He changed his whole image. And how so? How do you mean that? Oh, he did. He did. He got goofy. He got goofy. Anyway, listen, Brian Adams, Canadian legend when it comes to music. There's no doubt about it. Cuts like a knife. I get it. Yeah. You know, but... Um, and then moved to England. And yeah. Yeah. Pulled it. Pulled the Jim Carrey. Moved out of Canada. Forgot that he was Canadian. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Why he's got to follow the money? Well, you know, I'm just saying. All right. What do you uh, want to talk about? You want to talk about Robin Hood and the theme song and... Yeah, no. I just... You know, we don't have to go... We, we can do a whole podcast just on Brian Adams. Probably could. Yeah, but you don't want to. No, I'll be on vacation. You let me know. <laughs> if you want me to join, I'll be upstairs asleep. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many quotes from Chris, uh, Christmas, vacation? Christmas Vacation do we actually use? I mean, there must be a dozen. A yeah. lot. All right. A lot. We should probably mention that every time we do, people get sick of us. Well, there. That's that's the Easter egg in this, uh, in this episode. There it is. Um, and one thing you mentioned to me before, we haven't been mentioning that we have trivia for each... Each episode, you can go onto our website and find a trivia. Now, it would be helpful to listen to the podcast because if you go do the trivia without listening to the podcast, you're not going to know any of the answers. You're going to get pissed off and never go back. But if you listen to the podcast, yeah, yeah. answer the trivia question. put little Easter eggs in there for you to find and so you can answer. Oh, I know the answer to that question. Anyway, so yeah, Brian Adams. Sure. Yeah, I love his music. Let He's me jump good. back just for one second. Right. Sorry, Brian, but... Ian going? Thomas, yeah. one I've got a vinyl by him, 1978. It's called "Still Here," and he had a great song on there. Uh, I'm coming home. Great tune. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. That it, song, yeah, you know, you know, reminds me of that when I was coming, coming home, home from Europe. Yeah, in 1978. Well, that's the year it came out. There you go. And that, what you were playing that song? I was playing that home. I'm playing that on my way home. There you go. Yeah, go, Ian. Yeah, Ian Thomas. There anyway. you go. Okay, now we can move on. Okay, so I'm going to mention the band that you really like. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, turn up your nose at this. Uh-oh. No, the Stampeders, man. Oh, yeah, the Stampeders, absolutely. They're iconic. Of course. They're iconic. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows Sweet City Woman. Yes. Right? Big hit for them. Um, but I think the first time I heard the Stampeders, there was a couple songs. Uh, one was Minstrel Gypsy, and that was on a K-Tel compilation album. I think he remembers the KTEL albums, 22 original hits, 22 original stars. You know, and what was nice about the KTEL albums is they were the original singers. They wasn't just some, oh, yeah. you know, backup band or something doing the cover. Oh, no. And they had a lot of those uh, albums in the 70s where they would come up with these albums and you th you'd think, oh, look at this album. And it turns out to be all covers. All covers, yeah. Right? But yeah. KTEL wasn't. Studio music. They were all originals. Yeah, they were all original. 22 My only beef with KTEL, though. What's is, your beef? Well, there's a couple beefs. They they edit the songs down, and they're not the original long versions, you know. Well, did I tell you about the, Hocus uh, Pocus by Focus? Remember that song? Yes, Hocus Pocus. That's an that's an anthem. That is a, a, an instrumental anthem, but the, it was edited down to like three and a half minutes. You can't do that. Did you? Did I tell you how long my Rollover Beethoven version is? Yeah, I know. Eight minutes. Yeah, and some uh, mine was and, four and four uh, seconds. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned that in another podcast. Yeah, what, and how long was yours? Hey, it's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> However, four minutes and four seconds. Yeah, you're missing four minutes there, buddy. You know what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen? You're going to be in the can one time. I'm going to have the album in my car. I'm going to run in, switch it with yours, and you'll never know. I'll know exactly where to find it. Yeah, you probably will. Yeah. yeah. All right, we, but we digress. Yes. Anyway, the Stampeders. Stampeders, fantastic. Great. Minstrel Gypsy, Ramona. What was the one you mentioned? What was the one you mentioned? Stampeders? Yeah, it was another K-Tel hit. Oh, well, they, they did hit remember. the road, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the guest, with the guest artist, what was, what was his name? Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack, and he mentions a guy's name, and you, what was the deal with that? Oh, and hit the road, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so at the end, when Cornelius, the guy who's, uh, who's been kicked out by his baby and has nowhere to stay... <laughs> Calls up Wolfman. He says, oh, here you got a, b a big mansion. I wonder if I can come out there for the weekend and stay with you. And Wolfman says, hey, Ray, Cornelius wants to stay with us for the weekend. 
And he's and then he he turns him down. Oh, sorry, Kenny, at least we can't work it out. Bye. Anyway, who is Ray? Who's he talking to? Ray Charles, baby. Ray Charles. Who's, it's a call out to Ray Charles. He sang it originally. He sang "Hit the Road, Jack" originally. Yeah, yeah that's right. Go. I thought it was great. See, that's a little piece of trivia right there. See? It is. So if you listen to the podcast, you're going to get the answer to that question on Absolutely. our trivia. Absolutely right. You learned something. Yeah, we need like a ding. Write this down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little little little. <laughs> That's a good idea. Hints. That's a good idea. Oh, I remember that song. It was Running Wild. Oh, the, the Stampeder song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew Yeah, I knew you'd mentioned one yeah. before. Yeah, good tune. Hey, uh, Giz, what do you got over there? Well, you know, does anyone remember a band called April Wine? Oh, Miles. Oh, my goodness. Miles Goodwin sweet, and the Boys. Sweet Wine. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's hard to believe, but uh, most people credit them with having started in Nova Scotia, but they actually have their origins in St. John's, Newfoundland. Interesting. Yeah. Now, are you just saying that because uh, you have a special place in well, your heart? Well, you know I have an affinity for that province. However... There'll be some fact-checking uh, But going uh, very interesting. So the Henman brothers, who were uh, uh, original members, their father, um, he uh, moved to Newfoundland uh, to work with a furrier company there. And uh, so the, the guys originally uh, started playing uh, in around St. John's and then eventually made their way back to Halifax, where they actually connected, of course, with... Miles, Miles, and man. then everything took off from there. But uh, I mean, they, they've had such an interesting career, and obviously still uh, still playing strong. But um, a couple of interesting little tidbits about about uh, songs that they've recorded. Uh, one of their earliest uh, songs that they released, um, which you all remember, this one, "You Could Have Been a Lady." Could have been a lady. Does anyone remember dun, 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 who was dun. the original artist oh that my recorded? Gosh. Could have been a lady. Don't know. Anybody in the mood for some hot chocolate? No oh, way. Oh, no Isn't way. Isn't that interesting? Isn't hot that chocolate. Something? They have a tendency to uh, uh, give up good songs to other bands. They did that with uh, uh, Brother Louie. Remember that song, Brother Louie? Um, and uh, they, they originally did it. And then uh, the very next year, uh, it was done by another band. But then... Uh, imagine this. So then, of course, uh, not too long after that, they had another uh, hit with Bad Side of the Moon. We all remember that song. One of my favorites by who, April Wine. Yeah, who wrote that? No idea. Elton John. Bad Side of the Moon? Uh, can you imagine? Really? Absolutely. Reginald Dwight wrote that. He sure did. <laughs> wow. No, he said Now, isn't Elton that John. something? <laughs> no, he said Elton John. <laughs> Who knows if he was going by that name still at the time, but it absolutely was uh, good old Sir Elton, and he wrote, awesome. uh, he, he wrote Bad Side of the Moon. One more little tidbit about April Wine, which is kind of neat. Back in 77, uh, they were booked to play a charity concert at Elmo Combo in Toronto, and uh, they were co-headliner on the bill with a band called The Cockroaches. No way. Has anyone ever heard of The Cockroaches, perchance? Who are they? Guess. No. Well, to everyone's surprise, it was the Rolling Stones. No, no way. way. Stones and, love uh, doing that, eh? Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. So they actually played, and, and uh, that turned out so well that uh, April Wine actually uh, released that as a live album, live at the El, uh, El Macombo. And um, they end up actually opening for the Rolling Stones uh, after that. And, of course, op- also opened for another band that we might talk about a little bit later called uh, Rush. Oh. oh, you know who they toured with in 76, uh, April Wine? Was the guy we just talked about, Ian Thomas. Yeah, he toured with uh, April Wine. Anyway, okay. What, do you want to get into Rush now since Giz already mentioned it? All right, I'm going to need another drink. All right, well, I, well let's right, we'll get, get another drink. Let's, get, let's, uh, have uh, a let's little, get warmed up. Let's have a little musical interlude a little while we take a break. interlude, and we'll be right back. All right. Okay, we're back, and we're going to get into a little bit of Rush. Well, Rush. Wow. That's all i got to say. How much time do we have to talk about this band? (laughs) One of your favorites, Giz. I know that. (laughs) It is. It's been a lifelong obsession, this band, that's for sure. And, of course, they, uh, you know, started back in the late 60s, 68, 69, playing in basements in Toronto and Willowdale, 
And um, the original drummer, everyone remembers the original drummer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the backup has done pretty good for for Rush over the years, but uh, the original drummer, anyone remember? John Rutsey. John Rutsey. Yeah. And uh, only only played on one album, the original uh, self-titled album. In the Mood, Working Man, Finding My Way. Yeah, and do you remember back then they really didn't get their start? And from what I understand, the uh, drinking age in Ontario at the time was 21. And uh, across the border, it was actually 18. Uh, and they actually um, uh, had their, uh, the, the album was, was being sh- shipped around a little bit, trying to get some play. And it ended up in the, in the hands of a, of a DJ in Cleveland at WMMS, and uh, Donna Halper was her name. Um, and she uh, first heard Working Man and said, you know what, this is going to connect with all of the blue-collar people in, in Cleveland. And so it did. And uh, they eventually started their, their tour in the U.S., the very first one. And, of course, just before it started, uh, John Rutsey had to leave the band because of his... Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. Mm. And so this uh, little skinny guy rolls up and ends up uh, becoming one of the biggest driving forces in what I consider the best band in the world. Mr. Pert? Mr. Peart. Peart. Sorry. (laughs) Peart. And they played their very first show in Pittsburgh in 1974 with with Neil. And do you know who they they opened for? Uh, No. That very first concert. Hold Uriah on. Heat. Oh, I was going to guess. And there's one other. That would, yeah, okay, go ahead. Max Webster. <laughs> Manford Man. Really? Oh, Manford Man's Manford Earth Man. Band. No yeah, kidding. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But they've had incredible success over their career and, and obviously been around for a long, long time. And uh, I finally got to uh, see my heroes perform uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland on the Hold Your Fire tour, which is 1988. So it took me a while to uh, finally see them. So you but, actually uh, saw them on the rock. I saw them on the rock two nights in a row. And, uh, uh, it's, it's actually kind of funny. I was actually in university at the time and, uh, decided that there was no way in hell I was going to miss getting tickets to the show. They played at a small stadium called Memorial Stadium in St. John's, which doesn't exist anymore. Now it's a grocery store actually. And um, I lined up back in those days, of course, long before Live Nation and Ticketmaster. You wanted tickets to the show, you had to line up. Yep, and that's uh, the way it was. So I lined up overnight. I was the first person in, in line to get uh, tickets to uh, their two, two shows that they were going to play in St. John's. And uh, You were the first person in line? First person in line. And when the, when the uh, uh, concerts finally happened, I also lined up. Uh, overnight, so I could be first person in the into the stadium, uh, so I could get right up to the front of the stage. Would you, you camp out? What'd you do? Yeah, I just I just stayed at the on the side. I've of only the... done that once. <laughs> I did that <laughs> once for awesome. a Bruce Springsteen concert in Toronto. Camp but out? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. And can you believe <laughs> what's happened with ticket prices? Do you know how much oh. I pay for those tickets? Back Eight then? bucks. Nineteen fifty. Okay, I've got some eight dollar tickets. Uh, That's crazy. Still. Well, it's because the bots go out and buy them all up, and then they sell them at a huge profit. Yeah, it's yeah, been it's a major resellers. major problem. Uh, yeah. The the last time I saw them, I probably spent about one hundred and sixty dollars for my ticket, uh, but uh, it's worth every cent. But uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, career when you think about it. They uh, they actually rank fifth uh, among uh, rock bands with the consecutive number of gold albums. Uh, and there's just four bands ahead of them, uh, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it, because that band never really had uh, what you consider, um, you know, commercial success. But they they definitely uh, were very consistent over the okay, years. Okay, so four bands are ahead of yeah. them for consecutive Who do you think? gold that have consecutive consecutive gold, gold or gold. platinum albums. Are you talking about Canada or any band? Anywhere, anywhere. So th- this could be a trivia question too. Well, well it's got to be, be Led one. Zeppelin. No. You gotta be kidding me! No. All right, let's go with uh, let's go. Well, let's just take a stab. Say the Stones. Stones. How about the Beatles. Bing. Yeah. Beatles. Bing. Yeah. Right. Two more. Two more. One uh, band that Rush actually used to open for quite a bit back in the day. Kiss. Kiss. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I, st- I got. You know what? It's funny you say that. I was I was going to make a bid on eBay. There was a, a rock concert 
poster in, with a Russian kiss. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was going to bid on it. Original poster. Two of your favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Now, who's sure. the last band? The Beach Boys. Aerosmith. <laughs> Aerosmith, the Beach Boys. <laughs> Can you yeah. believe it? Aerosmith. No kidding, right? Yeah. No kidding. Huh. So they've had quite a quite hmm. a career over the over the day. Can you, uh, you know, your musical heroes? Who, who have you met that you would say? And I mean, I know we're talking about Canadian music, but have you ever met your musical heroes? Well, Oat and I. We, oh, we met, met Don, Don, Don Felder. Don Felder from the mm. Eagles. Um, I met yeah. Prince. I had a, no. You know, I'm, it's not my musical. You didn't meet. You met Prince. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he said he did. Yeah, he did. When did you meet Prince? I was working at the theaters in Usher, and this big, huge guy came in. He said, uh, "I want to talk to the manager." I said, "Okay." So, I went in with this big guy in the manager's office. He goes, "Yeah, Prince wants to come see a movie tonight, and you want to bring him in a little bit later, just so this doesn't create a scene." And the manager at the time said, "The Prince of what?" <laughs> <laughs> prince of what? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, the rock star prince. Oh. Yeah. So he, he came in funny. and I actually ripped his ticket. He was with Sheila E too. Oh really? wow. Yeah. Oh. They came in together and like two huge bodyguards were with them. That's awesome. I guess. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, I remember yes. that story. And they were short. Yeah. That's yeah. a great story. Those two yeah. those two oh, are yeah. short. Yeah. Yeah. So I just yeah, bought Sheila E vinyl last week. I did. Hmm. Just saying. Well, thanks. <laughs> jump in with that. Thank, thank you for <laughs> thanks for sharing. This it's is okay. this is like this is what we call one of our segues that yeah, was segues. unintended. Yeah. Now I did meet Alex Lifeson actually twice over my over my life. The and the first time uh, they opened a, a park in Lee and Lifeson's honor in Willowdale. And maybe you uh, you've never been there, have you? <laughs> no. I was there when it opened. And uh, so uh, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson were there. They got the key to the city. This was uh, probably about four or five years ago, I'm going to say. And uh, it's a beautiful park in Willowdale, which is where uh, Getty and Alex grew up. And um, so they had an artist, and maybe you've not heard of this guy, Jacob Moon, uh, who's from Hamilton, actually. Have you heard of Jacob Moon? I have not. You'll have to look him up later. He uh, he's a fantastic artist. Uh, does mostly covers, but he's actually got his own band as well. And he performed a cover of Subdivisions for for the guys. They had him up to do uh, a cool. cover of that song. It was amazing. So when it was over, my son was with me, and I said, "Okay, Nathan, we gotta we gotta try to figure out how to how to meet at least Getty or Alex." So we uh, we watched both of them coming off the stage, and uh, it was kind of a divide and conquer. We just decided to go towards where Alex was coming off the stage, and uh, he was walking by, and and uh, I, I kind of waved to him, and and he came over, and he was very gracious, um, and uh, and signed an autograph for us, and I said. Uh, by the way, Alex, uh, you know, do you, uh, you remember the shows you did in, in St. John's, Newfoundland? And of course, it was the only time they ever played there. So I figured that might be a way of, of actually talking about something that he might remember about all those years of touring. And he said, oh, yeah, we love Newfoundland. Neil, in particular, loved Newfoundland. He, he drove uh, the whole way across. So we had a little bit of fun talking about that. And, uh, and got a picture with them. Um, and uh, anyway, it was great to, great to meet Alex that time. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's always incredible to meet your, your heroes, especially when they're not assholes, you know? Yeah, like, no, exactly. Right? Like he wasn't an asshole, which well, was I think even better. else that we've met. Uh, well, I met, I met, I had backstage for Sticks. I met all the members of Sticks. Oh, right. Not Dennis DeYoung, of course. Hmm. Um, you met the Canadian Gowan. Gowan. Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. 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 I, I think you take the cake with Prince, though. Yeah, and I'm not even going to bring up how I had a beer with Clint Eastwood, but that'll be another podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> Prince is from... Look at he goes on to something else. Did you not hear what I Minneapolis. said? Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear what I said? I had a beer with Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Welcome back, Giz. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, you were saying, Giz? <laughs> I was trying to get What's a more trivia important? question All right. in there. What's You're more right. important than that? All okay. Right. All right. Yeah, forget about Clint. He was an asshole anyways. Go ahead. He was not. I know. He was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We actually talked about that in one of the other podcasts. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Wake up, will you? Oh, was I there? <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, you told the story. Yeah, we talked about hockey and everything, Giz. It was great. Really? Yeah. He likes hockey. Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay. Okay. Well, we we, we also met... Rick Emmett. 
We oh, can, but from there's Triumph. another band that we can talk Triumph, about. Triumph, baby. Yeah. Well, let's jump into them. We mean can talk about. Let's talk about. But you want to keep going about Rush, don't you? No, no, we can move on. Yeah, yeah. We can. It's okay. I mean, I mean, Rush is awesome. We yeah. could spend a whole podcast on Rush someday, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, Rick Emmett, um, I mean, he obviously had such an incredible career with Triumph. Can I can I interrupt you for a sec before we get off of Rush? I had a couple of questions. You were going on about the stories there, and I had a couple of questions. One, you said this uh, chick from Cleveland, Donna, uh, gave them Halper. Uh, yeah, gave gave them the the play that they needed to get them going. Right. Yeah. It's funny because women really don't connect with Rush. No. Mm, right? Good no. point. It's more of a guy band. It's true. Yeah. And yeah. they've actually pulled a lot of women, and a lot of them don't like Rush at all. But yet, it was a woman that helped got them on the on. on Alex, the play. Uh, actually, interesting. If, if you go, if you've ever seen them play, uh, he had a little fun with that. On his side of the stage, he always set up a little, uh, a little uh, uh, kind of an area with six or seven Barbies. And, uh, and those were the those were the rush groupies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it was always fun. Yeah, they always had a lot of fun. That's cool. Anyway, back to Triumph. Yes, Rick Triumph. Emmett. Rick Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. Another incredible uh, trio uh, from oh, yeah. Canada. Hey, I mean, Gilmore, they're just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was it was the other one, Mike uh, Levine. Mike Levine. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And great of course, band. had their uh, studio Metalworks. Yeah. Still going strong to this day. Yeah, and uh, but one incredible band they were, and of course Rick, uh, you know, jazz and classically uh, trained guitarist, and just incredible. He was great on that uh, double force. neck, eh? Yeah, on the double neck lead, wow. incredible. Actually, yeah. that was the first rock concert you actually took me to. Yeah. Was Triumph? We, yeah, that's right. Cha and I went to Triumph. Yeah. yeah, that was a great show. It was it was pretty intense. Well, yeah. of course, I'm not going to forget it because that was my first rock concert. But yeah, how yeah, far back are we going? Thunder Seven or before Thunder Seven? I think it was. Uh, no, I think it was '82. I think it was about '82 is when we went. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if I remember right. I still have a concert ticket from that. No. The stub. Yeah, I do. Oh, man. Yeah, you, do. you still have your stub? <laughs> it's really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's uh, what she said. Anyway, dried up over the years. Right? But I just got to say, one album stands out with me. I mean, Just a Game is fantastic. Yeah. But Rock and Roll Machine. Yeah. A, what a great that's album. That's the yeah. best one, I think. Incredible. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was incredible. Their cover of uh, Rocky Mountain Way. Awesome. By Joe Walsh. Yes. Wicked. Yeah, they did incredible. Uh, But, you know, even after Rick uh, and the band kind of dissolved, and I mean, they are another band that kind of all end up hating each other. But Rick has, uh, oh gosh, maybe eight, ten solo albums that are just fantastic as well. And I'm going to have to check those out because you know why? I've never given him a chance after Triumph. I'm going to try. Let's give him a listen. There are a lot more. Uh, he uh, Some of his albums are more blues, mm-hmm. uh, and then he goes into some jazz and classical. That's good. Uh, but then he uh, he actually, um, and you know, he taught um, at college, um, Humber, I believe it was. He He taught music theory there even up to just a couple of years ago. And cool. then he decided to, to uh, take a band back on the road again. And that's where my son and I saw them play in Mississauga. Um, and uh, he, he uh, was doing two different versions. He had an acoustic show he was doing with just uh, his lead guitarist. And uh, then he also had a kind of a more plugged-in show, which is what we saw. And it was literally just kind of like watching Triumph all over again. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. I've always tried. I've always wanted their debut album. I love their debut album, uh, but I can't find it anywhere on vinyl. And whenever I go out shopping for vinyl, that's when I look for Triumphs debut. Mm, yeah, I don't have that. It. Yeah, yeah, mm. good album, good album. Great Pretty band. Sure. Move on to another one. Sure, if you want. My favorite Canadian band. Your favorite Canadian band. Favorite Canadian band. Blue uh, Rodeo. Wow. Oh, of yes. all the Canadian bands, he picks Blue, Blue Rodeo. Rodeo. I love Blue Rodeo. Bad timing hasn't hit me yet. Try till I am myself again. My favorite lyric from any song is in that song. Well, let's hear it. Oat. Those half-empty bottles of inspiration lie like ghosts in my room. Wow. Isn't that deep? That I need deep. another pot cookie. I know. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's until I am myself again. Anyway, there you go. That is a that my is a favorite great lyric song. by that's a my Canadian favorite band? song. That's my oh. favorite song. Okay, yeah. you want to talk about favorite? This is another podcast. Favorite, know, favorite lyrics. lyrics. Yeah, I know. Yes, Kim Kim Mitchell, another great Canadian rocker, right? Oh yeah, Lager and Ale. 
Here's the lyric. Over to the jukebox I staggered for a love song to scatter my body before her. Couldn't find change, and I lost my damn brains, so I started humming in a gata de vida. There's the best lyric. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's the best lyric. That's pretty. How do you remember all that? Because wow. I love it. It's Kim, a, baby. Kim oh, rocks. yeah. Kim's great. Kim rocks. You know what? I never, I was uh, dating, well, my wife, I was dating back then, and she said, uh, hey, there's, uh, there's a band playing at the, at the university, my university. All right, well. Max I'm, Webster. Not doing anything else. What the heck? She goes, yeah. I said, well, well who is it? And Kim Mitchell. Oh, it's Kim Mitchell, what? not Max Webster. What? No, yeah, it was Kim. I said, what? Kim Mitchell in the gym. You'll never know he'll, he'll where you'll that. find Kim. Yeah, right? You'll fill a stadium, and then he'll play a, a gymnasium in a school. Yeah. That's great. Oh, well, how many times do we see him in Niagara Falls playing up on the lane, right? Lundy's Lane. Uh, yeah, he always That's what I love here. about him. Yeah, him and Rush as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, they open for Rush a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you remember the song they actually record together? Battle oh, Scar. Yeah, Battle Scar. You yeah. can. Yeah. That's a great tune. Yeah. yeah. And Pi Dubois. Pie he was Dubois. the uh, yeah the songwriter for Lyrics, Max Webster. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, they had an incredible history back together as well, the, the two of those. Uh, but back, I know we, uh, yeah, we have kinda, left yeah, we kinda jumped Blue up. Rodeo. But, yeah, but let's go you know, back one to of the Blue interesting Rodeo. parts of Blue Rodeo is Greg Keeler. Because mm. he's such an, like, the anti, uh, you know, he, he's got that psychedelic uh, style as well that he really brought something different to Blue Rodeo. Yeah, no, I mean, the, I, I just love listening to Blue Rodeo. I love all their songs. Yeah. Good remember, stuff. I said I wasn't really a big fan. But then I bought I bought a Blue Rodeo vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. How could I say? And it was like a buck and a half. Like I gotta try it, right? Remember I told you I listened to it. It's like wow, these guys are good. Yeah, no, I really enjoy them. Yeah, you you have to be in the right mood though for Blue I, Rodeo. Agreed. Like I I enjoy Blue Rodeo too, but you do have to be in the mood for for sure. Yeah, pot cookies. Let's put them on. That's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> any band sounds good with pot cookies. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> mm, I don't <laughs> Christmas uh, vacation. There it is. Yeah, Cousin yeah. Eddie. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so well, now now we've touched on Kim Mitchell. Are we Yeah, man. Well, you have to go and to Max, Max Webster. Webster. Yeah, exactly. Max. Oh, yeah. man. Hangover. That was the first Kim Mitchell song. I mean, uh, Max Webster song I knew with Kim Mitchell was in the band obviously. Right? Hangover. That, yeah, that's a it's a different song, but it's great. Yeah. You know what song sticks in my like? It's not you're never going to hear it on the radio, but you remember Tronto Tontos? Oh yeah, man! Yeah, have you ever heard that? Song? I don't even know. I don't think I know. I that don't song. even. It's off their uh, Max, their debut album, Max yeah, Webster. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell they're saying, oh. but it's hilarious. It's such got such a funky, great beat. Eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. They they must have like it's emptied like, the pot cookie jar oh, on yeah. that song. It's like French. They speak French a lot. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Pie Dubois probably had influence. Yeah, he was probably stoned when he wrote that one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a great tune. It is, it is. Like I, I don't want to label just that band with that song. I just it's funny it's a very funny song. Oh, it's a great tune. I need to go back and rediscover some Max. I oh, Max Webster's great. Oh man. Yeah. It's a great it was a great band. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But anyway, yeah. So Max Webster, Kim Mitchell. What else we got? Actually, you know what? Before this uh, pandemic started, this COVID yeah. thing, a week, a week before everything went to shit, yeah, we went and saw Kim Mitchell. Uh, oh yeah, you in told our me hometown. That. Yeah, he was in a, like an art center or something. We just made it. Really? He's great, man. Yeah. That's oh, he awesome. is. It was so. And you would have liked it, Creeks, because he did. I'd I'd say about sixty five percent Max Webster. Yeah. It was a great night. Well, they yeah. got what a they got a great bunch of albums. They, they do can go on and on about Max Webster, but yeah, yeah, even Kim Mitchell. So anyway, okay. So you wanted to mention this uh, band? I did. Klaatu. Klaatu is awesome. Now, how many people don't remember Klaatu or what the whole mystery was when they Are, first launched? Aren't they a one-hit wonder? Well, what do you call, listen, Klaatu. I was not. Expe- I was expecting him just to lose it. No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. It. But it's one of those bands that not everybody's familiar with, so they're not even a hit wonder, quite frankly. I mean, they had that the album, the album. So that, the first album they came out with it was called Three Forty Seven EST. So it was a time, right? Easter Standard Time. And in the U.S., they said that that's too complicated. We're gonna we're gonna call your debut Klaatu. So that's what they did. But that was released in what 1974. 
But the controversy and the mystery around that album is that there was no, there were no artists credited on the album, no producers, nothing. So when the when word got out that this band sounded very reminiscent of the Beatles, could this be the Beatles reuniting and releasing an album? I remember that. Yeah. So that was in 1976. Mm. So in 1977, um, they released Hope. Uh, but the oh, oh, one more thing about the uh, the Beatles rumor: Ringo Starr had released an album two years earlier, and on the cover of the album, he was uh, depicted as the character Clatu on on his album cover. Do you remember that album by Ringo Starr? Hmm. He's on it. He's 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 Clatu. Yep. So all of a sudden now, two years later, this this band called Clatu releases an album with no credits. It's got to be the Beatles. It sounds so much like them. And if you listen to the album, it does sound like the Beatles. Yeah, a little bit. It really does. Because the Beatles were getting very progressive, remember, in the late 60s? Well, the Sgt. Pepper and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. yeah. Magical Mystery Tour. And they thought, oh, yeah. another thing, the album was released by Capitol Records, the same label as the Beatles, uh, right? So they're thinking, this has got to be the Beatles. And it wasn't. But it wasn't. But what a, you would think that would just have catapulted them, right? Yeah. With album sales, people rushing out to buy this album. But I don't know. They they really didn't have the U.S. interest. Is that hope? Is that the one that has the underground? It's no, sub. Where was the subway? Yeah, yeah. That's off of the first album. They had uh, calling right. occupants of interplanetary oh, craft. That's on. I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Sub Rosa Subway. Yeah. Anus from Uranus. Oh, classics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fantastic album. But the one that really it's a very unique me, sound, though. It's very a unique, unique sound. Well, Hope is really unique. They're very psychedelic rock, uh, Klaatu. Yeah. But Hope in 1977 was the one that really made me a huge fan. It, very, it told, told a, st- a story. It was one of those yeah. albums, right? And have they kind of done anything in recent time? Or Not they, in recent. Uh, they, they released quite a few albums. But uh, and again, nothing that launched them to superstardom. And it's hmm. too bad because there are three guys, and there's only three guys in Clatoon. If you listen to their music, you'd swear there's like five guys in this band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wow. like Triumph and Rush. They only have three members. They make so much noise for three guys. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Hmm. But yeah, if anybody hasn't heard Clatoon, I recommend Clatoon. I'm a big fan. All right, well, yep. thought I'd give you that opportunity to, Thank jump, you. to jump in there. Thank yeah. you, I jumped on that one. Okay, a band I have to bring up. Uh, I used to just lay in bed and fall asleep with the headphones on listening to this band. Any album, I don't care crap what album. I had a couple. Okay, well, it's, it's Saga. There it is. Yeah, Saga like, from Oakville, oh, Ontario. That's right. Actually, they were originally known as uh, Pockets. Really? Yeah, originally. Can't see why they changed in their name. In 77. In 77. So creative. That yeah. sounds so cool. Pockets. It sounds like something you name your freaking puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But, uh, but they did their uh, debut album was Modest uh, Success in Canada. But overseas, like Germany, they ate it up. Really? Isn't yeah. that weird how certain uh, yeah, soccer is huge in yeah. Europe. They're, they're huge yeah. in Europe. Love that song, Wind Em Up, right? Of course. On the Loose. I mean, uh, you can just go on and on. I know, like, humble great. stance off the live album. And hey, here's, their, an, here's a mm. question for you. What's the name of the drum solo they did? What did they call oh, it? Oh, no, su- suitcase. Oh, you're all su- over it. Suitcase. A briefcase. Briefcase, that's it. <laughs> a briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. That was the drive. Remember, that was a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, great. That's a great band. It is a great band. And did you, one last thing. Did Michael you, Sadler and the boys, yeah. Yes. Did you also know they came out with an album this year? Oh, no, Saga? I was just yeah. going to ask you if they're still performing. Wow. Symmetry. It's called Symmetry. Oh, I'll check it out. I know. Right? I wonder if wow. how many guys are original. Well, it's got to be Sadler. Sa- I mean, Sadler's still there. Is um, Crichton still in it? Or would, I don't uh, know. You have to, I have to check that out. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. What's hey, we found here? out. Uh, what happened, Queeks? You were dating somebody? Oh, jeez. <laughs> He just jumps in with it. We were talking about Honeymoon Suite. Yeah, Honeymoon Suite. On our, a little break we just had. Okay, which you don't know because it's the magic of editing. <laughs> so <laughs> we are talking about Honeymoon Suite. And I said, yeah, John DeJulie, Johnny D. His real name is John DeJulie. We yeah. dated the same girl at one time. So. At the same time? Not at the same time. Wait, wait, did you date her before or after Johnny D? Right after. Oh, that's not good. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's I know. too bad. That didn't last long with that chick. <laughs> no, no, no. You notice... Uh, Nothing. Oh, well. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll go honeymoon suite. Yes, you had something about honeymoon suite. Oh my god, I saw them in a little theater here, um, and uh, the, it was just a cabaret style, and it was about yeah six seven years ago. But uh, so they're playing, and you know they're just rocking it out like you know honeymoon suite does, and everyone's just sitting there in these cabaret seats, just staring at them. And finally, Johnny just stops. He goes. Are you fuckers going to get up? <laughs> really? Is this what the night's going to be like? Wow. <laughs> he was so mad. I was like, wow, rock star moment from Johnny. Look Whoa, at him. He's getting crazy smokes. here. Yeah, because nobody was, everyone was just sitting there staring at him, and he that's, wasn't happy at that's all. probably because so, he, just before the show, he I found thought, out Queeks was boinking shit. his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the truth finally came out. Oh, maybe she was there. Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask you how you know that, so we'll just move no, on. No, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, okay, Honeymoon Sweet, great. You know, they did a, a theme song in 1987. For what movies? Anybody remember it? No. Come on, it's kind of a hit for them. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. They yes. sang the theme song to Lethal Weapon. Yep, Mel Gibson right. and uh, Danny Clever. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I, huh. yeah. So it's okay. So I throw that in there. Okay, I know we're running out of time, so I'm gonna just. No, we're not. We can take as long as we want. Yeah, whatever. Oh well, I gotta go soon. So <laughs> <laughs> another band. Now I know you three guys aren't that hip about this band. Okay, I'm gonna take oh. a break. You guys can continue. I'm oh gonna. Gosh. I'm gonna go for anyway, a smoke. No, don't listen to him. <laughs> the tragically hip. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, I just don't. Oh gosh. Uh, I never, Gordon Downey. Gordon Downey. Yeah. Well, just the hip, the whole band. Mm-hmm. I know it's Gord, uh, poor Gord. He had some spotlight you know on him. But I, there's a lot of people that die for this band and love them. And there's a lot of people that, eh, whatever. Well, you know what it is, I think? Like when when you see them live, yeah. like on, a, on that tribute show at the. Yeah. Uh, Gord, he, he's very theatrical. He. he I, I, I prefer listening to all the CDs, but when I see them on stage, See them live. I don't know. I, I can see why you're like. Really? That's not why. That's well, not why. Why? Well, that's partly why. I for didn't me. like the hip way before what happened with Gordon Downey and when when he was diagnosed, and I didn't know anything. I just never liked him anyway. But, but even have when you first... listened to the CDs? Uh no. Well, there you go. You I know don't like what? Him. Whatever. I don't like these them. guys suck. I don't. <laughs> and I don't mean the hip. I mean these guys I'm looking at right oh. now. Okay, I thought you were finally coming on board. No, the hip kicks ass. They're one of my favorite bands. Okay, good for the But I don't care to watch them live either. I don't. Okay. I just like to go home and listen to the CDs. Yeah, yeah. So you sound like me defending Rush. What's that from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there it is. All right. I I just had to bring up the hip. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that agree with you, Cha. And I don't want everybody hating our podcast. So, yeah, I mean, they are Canadian they are a Canadian favorite. There's no question about it. Yeah, they, they kick ass. Right? Just not mine. But I got to recognize for what what recognize them for what they've done. They've been great. Right? You just don't want somebody to light your house on fire. That's why you're yeah. talking like that. No, I just want to keep the podcast alive. Piss off, <laughs> piss off all the Canadians. I mean, we we're pro Canadian bands and everything, but that one just I don't know. It's just stale with me. Oh my Sorry. gosh, that is, that's that's what Canada bands are all about. Is the hip? I. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Before you, we get you were going to mention something. Five Man. Was I? Oh, Five Man, electrical band. Yeah. Les Emerson and the <clears> Boys. <throat> I mean, Five Man is great. A lot of people, you know, you ever play a, a song quiz, you know, on, yeah. and, and, right on, on Alexa? And a lot of people don't know who sings the song Signs. Signs was a big Ooh. hit for them, the hit sign, single, sign, right? Sign, never was a sign. Yep, that yeah. one. So that was what, 1971. You know what? They I don't like, know who sings it. I like the B-side better. Uh, I'm a stranger here. Well, no. he's got it wrong. Okay, he's got it wrong. You're referring to Doing the Best We Can Rag. That's correct. That's the greatest song in the history of music. In my I know. Opinion. <laughs> I love that song. I taught that to my kids. They could sing the whole song with me when they were just really, really little. Yeah. But yeah, that was the B-side to I'm a Stranger Here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So Chava's right with I'm a Stranger Here. Thank yeah. you. But yeah. Thank yeah, you. Doing the Best We Can Rag. Ding. Great, great tune. Yeah, that's yeah. another trivia question right there. Trying to get yep. a gun. Ding! That's right. There's the there's the ding. That's it. Yeah. But um, there was one song in particular that Five Man did. Trying uh, to get a gun? No, not that one. Oh. That uh, scared the hell out of my kids whenever I played. It was called Werewolf. 
You know, that one actually uh, charted as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a scary song about about uh, a father uh, comes to the realization that that his uh, son is a werewolf. So he goes out, melts down a silver bullet, and it's his mission to go and kill his son at night. Yeah, it's a very dark song. Damn. Oh yeah, it's scared the crap out of my kids. And who sang this? Five Man Electrical I've Band. I've never yeah. heard that song. Absolutely wow. right. Been right yeah. all along. Yeah, right. they got a lot of good tunes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Five Man and Les Emerson and the Boys. So anyway, yeah, there you go. And they're still out doing it too, right? Yeah, they're still playing this. Yeah, circuit. Les Emerson is still out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what else? What do I want to bring up? You want to move on? Yeah. How about uh, the band? Uh, another <clears throat> one. I could put them the in the band. same category as the Hip. In really, my, in my opinion, Robbie Robertson and the band. Leave on. Yeah, I, I get again. They're, I don't know. I don't, they they do nothing for me. All right, enough said. Next band. No, oh. wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Giz got a they, quick, they a do quick it, story. Yeah, they do. They do it for some people for sure. Right, three yeah. quarters, three quarters Canadian, and uh, the the one American, Levon Helm, who uh, I do have a story from back in the day. Um, uh, they were they were playing um, uh, when I was uh, out west in in Calgary and. Uh, and this is going back to those who might have been paying attention to any of the earlier uh, podcasts um, <laughs> to my <laughs> serving career. And uh, I happened to be uh, Levon's uh, waiter. And uh, so over the course of a couple nights, he, uh, um, I got to know Levon, and, and we were chatting uh, just about every day. I would go and, and deliver food to him. And uh, he has a real deep love of Delta Blues, and and I was going through a bit of a stage back then where I, I could name check quite a few people. So he was, he was really he was really enjoying that. And so this one day is actually the day before the concert. He says, uh, "You know what are you uh, what are you doing tomorrow night?" And I said, oh, I, "I don't have anything going on." And uh, he said, "Why don't you uh, you and your lovely lady? Why don't you uh, are you, you be guests of us at the at the show?" And uh, I thought, okay, wow, well, that's that's that sounds pretty good, and um, so which is against the rules. It's against the rules. So uh, you know, at the hotel I worked, the hotel chain I worked, you were never supposed to accept uh, gifts, and um, but you know, it's Levon Helm and the band. So I said, well, we <laughs> so, so the Giz, you're damn right, let's yeah, go. <laughs> we're doing this. So the uh, the funny thing is. Levon says, uh, listen, I'm leaving the tickets at the, at the front desk tomorrow. Um, just pick them up. But if you're not there, make sure you call my room and, uh, and, and we'll get it straightened out. Now, that's another cardinal sin. You would never, ever call a guest room. So I go to the front so desk. So you've broken two rules. Breaking two major rules. Yeah. rules. Thank God I don't work for these guys anymore. <laughs> and I go, oh, listen, uh, you know, did Levon Helm leave a couple of tickets for me? And like... <laughs> And, uh, so anyway, uh, they said, no, there's, there's nothing here. And so I thought for a very short split second and said, call his room. He told me to call his room. They're like, you can take the phone and call his room. We are not doing that. <laughs> so I call him up and I say, uh, Levon says those tickets will be there in a minute. So this uh, roadie comes down and um, hands me the two tickets and says, I don't know what the fuck this guy, <laughs> you, you've said to him, but I just gotten shit for not getting these tickets down to you. Anyway, so I have two tickets for the band and uh, we go that, uh, that night to the show. And I get there, and they say, oh, uh, yeah, come with me. And uh, right to the front of the stage, and so literally uh, stage uh, uh, right down at the front of the stage to see the band play all night. And uh, after the show, they say, okay, yeah, come back with us. So, uh, you wow. know, this is, this, this is like the, you know, uh, the, the grand tour. Waving, yeah, waving the badge. So I'm, 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 we're backstage. So we go back, and we're uh, literally on the, on the bus. Um, they were touring by bus at that time, but they had a – they had a big tour bus and went on on the tour bus and had a few beers with the band. That's oh, pretty that's, cool. nice. Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a good time. We love good them time. or hate them. I mean, you get a chance to do that wow. with the band. Well, that's well, awesome. Be, you got to take it. Yeah, yeah. You got to take that chance. All Prince not? did was give me his ticket to rip. <laughs> Cheap. <bastard>. His bodyguard <laughs> did not you. Whatever. <laughs> 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 oh man. What about Colin James? Love Colin James. Colin James. I mean, little big band. 
I mean, mm-hmm. he's a uh, he, he does his music's all over the place too. He does rock, he does blues, jazz. Yeah, blues, jazz. yeah he's yeah. so talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, you're right though. Depending on what album you listen to, it's like whoa. It's oh, like I listening know. to different. a different band. Mm-hmm. I love "Just Came Back." I like that single. Just came back and voodoo voodoo thing. That voodoo was a big thing, one. Yeah. That was probably his biggest, his first biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. Voodoo thing. Well, well I know if you're one... talking about uh, blues, you got to switch over to Jeff Healy. Oh, let's oh. do that for sure. Remember Jeff Healy. Love Jeff Healy. Yeah. Angel Eyes. The album See the Light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he used to move around a lot on stage, didn't he, Giz? He, he did. I actually got a chance to see him perform at Ontario Place back when that was actually a place. <laughs> and... No, just to re- just, we did say he was blind, right? Yes. Definitely blind. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he plays his guitar on his lap, right? Yeah, he's got a pretty unique style, yeah. or he did have a unique style. What was that, slide guitar? Well, he had different well, he kinds of guitar, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was interesting how he played like that, uh, with his fingertips laying on top of the guitar. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw him play, and it was See the Light Tour, uh, Ontario Place, and uh, so he really got into his guitar solos when he played. And uh, he would sit down, but when he was playing a solo, he would start to jump up with his guitar. Anyway, he got a little bit too rambunctious this one time I saw him, and he actually fell off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the bass player and the drummer just kept going, and uh, the roadie came and picked him up, and he was still playing, and got him back on stage, and, and they just kept on going. So it was, probably it was not amazing. the first time that's happened. I, Probably not, yeah, but it was memorable. It was yeah. awesome. He's yeah. off the stage again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody go get him. <laughs> That's, I'm going to go Jeff. That's rock and roll. That's, That's awesome. rock and roll. You remember he was in that movie Roadhouse with Patrick uh, yeah. Swayze. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, he was uh, the band playing at the bar. Yeah, that was their big, big break. Yeah. Why not there's another band you wanted to mention? You haven't brought it up yet. Who's that? Prism. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't talk about Prism yet. I love Prism. Absolutely. Yeah, I love their stuff. You know, like See Forever Eyes, Nickels and Dimes, Take Me Away, Mirror Man. Oh, man, there's a ton. You know, Armageddon. Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the original lineup, Ron Tabak, Lindsey Mitchell, uh, Rocket Norton, and uh, who's that other one uh, there? Jim Valance. There it is. Jim Valance. Who's Jim Valance? Tell us more. And you may remember Jim. uh, He actually was, well, he was the original drummer for Prism, but uh, went on to greater success, for sure, with Brian Adams, mostly as his uh, uh, key songwriter. Uh, But he also wrote songs for Aerosmith, Bonnie Raitt, Rod Stewart, Roger Daltrey, Ozzy Osbourne, of all people. Can you imagine? It's quite a resume. Um, Yeah, quite a resume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he was the original drummer and, and, um, uh, incredible, uh, originally known as Rodney Higgs, uh, for those who were following the band at the time. And they went by his, uh, his real name when he uh, started to work with Brian Adams. I saw Prism in Hamilton and with, uh, guest City Boy, another one of my favorite albums, not, not a Canadian, mind you, but City Boy, City Boy and Prism, front row center. It was a great show. And another member was Al Harlow. I forgot to mention him in the lineup. But Ron Tabak, the lead singer, do you remember how he died? He died. It was not, it was not a cool way to go. It what was, happened? Well, in 1984, uh, the original members of PRISM were talking about a reun, uh, reunited tour, reunition. Re- <laughs> Re- Reunited and it feels so good. Okay, peaches and herb. <laughs> peaches and herb. So anyway, we, reunion we, show. There you go. Thank Holy you. Holy shit, he's had a stroke. I'm okay now. <laughs> so anyway, they were they were talking about a reunion in nineteen late 1984, and uh, Al Harlow and Ron Tabak had made plans to spend Christmas uh, together at Harlow's place, and Tabak made a bad decision. He decided to cycle um, over to uh, Harlow's home on Christmas Eve because uh, he said he wanted to get the exercise. Anyway, this turned out to be a bad, bad call because the roads were snow-covered and uh, he rode through uh, the night without a helmet or a headlight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's riding on snow-covered roads. On a bicycle. On a bicycle yeah, with, with no, no helmet. helmet. That's right. 
and at night and no light. <laughs> That's right. So you could guess what happened. Well, uh, I mean, Darwin's theory of natural selection comes to mind. Well, he got hit from behind by a car, didn't see him, and he fell and hit his head on the pavement. He didn't have a helmet on. Or a light on snow-covered roads dark. on a bike at dark. I'm like, what the hell, dude? That's, that's <laughs> terrible. And it killed him? Well, I'm getting there. Let him tell oh, the damn story. <laughs> no, it didn't kill him. But <clears throat> he, like I said, he hit his head. He was taken by an ambulance to the hospital where he abruptly became abusive. Um, he was acting very... Oh, well, brain injury. Yeah, well, that, that, no one knew who he was, really, right? Uh, he was prompt, prompted two police officers at the hospital to arrest him, thinking he was under the influence of alcohol. He la- they later discovered uh, that he wasn't, and they found him unconscious in his uh, jail cell. Uh, he had collapsed, and they rushed him to the hospital, on a second examination, because he already examined once from the fall, and right. they just, it, it, but they determined there's nothing wrong with him at the time. But on a second examination, discovered a blood clot had developed on the right side of his brain. He died of an aneurysm on Christmas Day, 1984. Wow. What a, I mean, not terrible. That is a way to go. Yeah. So he threw him in a cell thinking he was drunk, but meanwhile, he had an injury from the fall. You're right. It was kind of dumb to go out on snow-covered roads with no helmet and no light. At and night. At night. I mean, it's kind of dumb. But Oh, hell, we all did it back then. <clears throat> yeah. But this is your PSA. Please don't do that uh, now. Okay? No. It's, there it is. Riding at night without a helmet and is a light bad. is bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hacky. Yeah. You know the what? Christmas it, poo. It was, no. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. not Oh, yeah, whatever. No, it wasn't. Who was that? This bad and good. Mr. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mackey from, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mackey Mr. from Mackey. Uh, South Park. South Mr. Park. Mackey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? I think you know what? I think we need to wrap it up. We need to thank Giz for coming on the show. Thank you, Giz. We uh thank, thank you. you, Giz. Yeah. So we'll look forward to having you back again, buddy. If you will come back. <laughs> well, I think you know, we're gonna be getting that stripper in, so maybe that'll entice Ooh. him back. Yeah, well it's been three or four times now you've promised that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way we can get guests to show up. <laughs> There's gonna be strippers. <laughs> Oh, There's strippers and moose meat. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Ooh. <laughs> One out of two ain't bad, I guess. Yeah, that's it. It's good. Okay, so uh, you know we'll give you your uh, your theme music, Giz, as an exit point. But we'll look uh, forward to having you back. I love it. Kid. always great having you guys on the show but uh, you know there's a, a lot of canadian bands we have not mentioned this time it seems like we've just scratched the surface i mean we named some of the major ones but wow i know and left. we need we need to talk about the tragically hip a bit more we kind of flew over that well maybe i'll <laughs> need to rethink that second show i don't know <laughs> you guys suck <laughs> tell you what before the next show i promise you i will listen to some hip you said that a couple episodes yeah ago. but i'm saying it on our podcast now so it's out there so you're going to quiz me okay, on okay then right? listen to road apples road apples yes okay i'll listen to road apples and then we can bring up hip again okay great maybe you can win me over all right do it you do it too oh aren't road apples horse shit no, wow. it's apples that fall off the tree and land on the road. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to clarify. Are you going to listen? No. You bitch. <laughs> wow. There's, no. A, there's a guy with an open mind right there. That's it. That's right. And with that, we're going to wrap up this section of Inside Rock with Oat, Queeks, and Cha, the, the Jabber, Jabber Guys. You'll find a link to a Spotify playlist in our show notes for most of the songs mentioned in this podcast. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com, to subscribe to our podcast, Inside Rock and Weird and Wacky World. <laughs> <laughs>